Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? <laughs> so good, Ellen. So good. Uh, today we are going to chat about Kiss My Putt by Tara Sevick. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Um... You haven't read that much. I did. I read another book. I read that Duke of Shadows book. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. Um, but it's not showing up on my uh, Goodreads, and I can't remember who wrote it. Meredith but... Duran. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't even look at the author's name. Sorry, authors. <laughs> um, uh, it was good. It was really good. It, there was a lot of history in it, and it's all, it takes place... Well, the first part of it takes place in India, mm-hmm. and... Um, when there's the uprising, um, and then uh, it goes into London. There's like a break, and then they meet up again in London later. Um, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, and then I read Kiss My Butt. Kiss My Butt. Um, I finished It's In His Kiss by Julia Quinn, and then I also listened to On the Way to the Wedding by Julia Quinn. Uh, so I, I finished up my... Um, Bridgerton escapade. Um, I found that I liked Gregory more on my third or fourth time around, uh, <laughs> than I previously have. Um, he's still pretty low on my... Well, compared to the other ones. I think it's a really good book. Yeah. But I think compared to the other ones, which some of them are phenomenal. He, I mean, I might switch him and Benedict, though. Like, Benedict might go lower. Oh, look at you. But we'll see. Um, changing things up. Changing things up. I started listening to Never Kiss a Duke by Megan Frampton because we had it on our Audible because <laughs> I downloaded it a while ago for some reason. Um, so I'm I'm listening to that. And then I am reading Dashing Through the No, which is the third book in the Kiss My Putts Summer Sweet Island series. Oh, I didn't know there was a Christmas book. I'm a, there it sounds is. like a Christmas book. It is. And it's about Bodie and Tess. Okay. Well, I figured that there was going to be a Bodie and Tess book. Yeah. Um, and I do know who the next book is. Yeah. Is there only those three books or is there another person um, who gets a book? There's another person that's introduced in the second book that I think is going to get Well, I think book. their mom and Murphy need to hook up. Yeah, I can't tell. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um... <laughs> Okay, and then I'm also going to start this week A Spear of Summer Grass by Deanna Rayburn, which is set in Africa because um, Jessica has the Around the World with Romance trope challenge, or not trope challenge, I always want to call it trope challenge, but Around the World with Romance challenge going on on the group right now, and so I wanted to participate. I want to read a Deanna Rayburn. How come you're not sharing this information with me? I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) That's probably that's fair. <laughs> um, I get that. So I'm gonna try and squeeze that in as well this week. Um, but we also have a long book this week that we need to read for next week. Um, ah, these long books. I know. Ugh, hey, this me. one was pretty short though. This one was short, but uh, as far as watching, we watched Wandavision. The first couple episodes we did, of Wandavision. And I'm entranced yes by this. we were, were i'm on board it's it's very mysterious and it's, and we like that kind of stuff there's something mysterious going on and it hits all my pop culture yeah marvel knowledge yeah. buttons yeah. yeah 
Um, we also watched the Night Stalker. Uh, oh my gosh! Documentary on Netflix, which was it's very creepy. Well, it's really filmed well. I really like the way it's put yeah. together. Yes, it's it's and the cops that talk about it, they're enchanting. Yeah, and in a cop way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Yeah, no, they're good. Um, but it's really well done. Yeah. Uh, it's a that bit, guy was yeah. bonkers. Yeah, mom and I were okay. This is turning into like murder talk now, but and not romance talk. But um, mom and I were talking about it because we're so used to these other serial killers and murderers who um they have like an mo. This guy was freaking all over the place, and not just murder, or not just rape, or not just rape and murder. But there's child molestation and and robbing sometimes, and yeah. just. He's just all over the place. And if you watch it, like, thank goodness he wore the same shoes every time yeah, he did seriously. it. Otherwise, they never would have been able to put together that he was the one that there was one guy responsible for all this but stuff. But if you watch it, when he gets arrested, that's my favorite part. Yes, it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, we really liked it. It's, it's, it is, um, it's a bit, like, more unsettling than some of them. So if that's, really like, unsettling. not your thing, then maybe don't watch it. But it was really good. The other thing we started was Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Which is a new show with Ted Danson written by uh, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Um, I worship at the altar of tina fey so um, yes you do she's your religion <laughs> yes um so i i really liked it i i just love her sense of humor and uh well the guest appearances they have are pretty yeah you know over the top but it's also it makes fun of la a lot which i also can get on board with <laughs> having spent some time there um anyway that's what we've been up to and yeah. book wise and tv wise um, kind of all over the place, but that's par for the course with us. And we finished Taskmaster, so we're up to... We did finish Taskmaster! <laughs> I'm so sad that, like, we're caught up We don't now. have any more to watch. I we know. have to watch them one at a time now. Yeah, like a peon. <sighs> um, anyway, today we are chatting about Kiss My Pup by Tara Sevic. It is the first book in her Summer Sweet Island series. The second and third books, Swing and a Mishap and Dashing Through the No, respectively, are out now, and uh, her fourth book is set to come out sometime this year. Um, here is the back cover description for Kiss My Putt. After spending my entire pro golfing career being known as the quiet, controlled, no-nonsense golfer on the tour, there's nothing more humiliating than throwing all of that down the drain or into a water hazard on national television. Needing some place to hide to lick my wounds and figure out what I even want to do with my life once this blows over, I can think only of one place I need to be. Summer Sweet Island, where everyone treats me like one of their own and they'll all be happy to have me home again. Well, except maybe one person. It's been two years since I last set foot on Summer Sweet Island or spoke to anyone there, but I'm sure Bertie Bennett, my best friend since I was 15 and the clubhouse manager of my favorite golf course, has had plenty of time to forgive me for that tiny little misunderstanding where I blocked her on social media and blocked her in my phone. Oh, and I guess I kind of sort of accused her of being a stalker. It's fine. Once my sexy, spunky former best friend gets over the shock of seeing me again and stops trying to drive a nine iron into my skull, I can finally let her know I've also kind of sort of always been in love with her. Mom, what did you think of Kiss My Putt? Um, um, I'm going to say I loved this one. Okay. It's a borderline loved, really liked, because there are some things that kind of bugged me. Mm-hmm. 
But I think in the end, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Through some of the middle, I was like, oh, these two. Yeah. <laughs> Is I that think, fair? Yeah, totally. And you don't have to love it just because you know that no, I do. I, I really love, there was so much about it that, like, checked all my boxes. I mean, yeah. the banter was awesome. It was funny. Yeah. Like, laugh out loud funny. I love Bodie. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how you say his name, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, there was so much about it that I just really, really enjoyed. And, yeah. um, but the two of them kind of frustrated me at times. Yeah. Um, I've, I've previously stated on the podcast that I have, I had read this one this past summer and I, I really loved it at the time. And I think this one was like right book at the right time for me. And, you know, I think because I don't read a ton that's not for the podcast, I was telling mom, I'm like, I think I just really enjoyed it because I was able to like turn off the critique part of my brain and just enjoy something for the sake of it. Um, so I think I loved it in all of that, but reading it the second time with my critique brain still turned on, you know, um, I, I still loved it. It's, I mean, here's the thing. They do some of the things that you guys know drive us nuts, but I still enjoyed the book itself so much that I kind of let it slide, which I think we do as readers like if there's other components that you enjoy right you know if you really enjoy that sometimes and the other thing which we're going to talk about when we get I have a question about communication but the thing is is that the author herself is aware that they're being ridiculous right and I don't think that that is always the case when we have communication problems like it seems like right they don't get that this is annoying the but, author doesn't get. Yes. This would drive me crazy. Yeah. Um, Do you yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that later okay. when we get to it. Um, okay. What do you think of Birdie as our heroine? Birdie is fine except when she was pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. I really, really liked her and I, and I, but there, it just gets so bogged down there in the middle with them just not talking to each other. And even mm-hmm. Bodie is saying, just tell her. Mm-hmm. And Tess is saying, just tell him they like no one gets it no one understands and the thing is is um you know they're professed to be best friends yet they can't speak about anything it seems like yeah anyway um i really liked birdie i thought she was funny um i'm amazed at her uh metabolism who can eat six donuts and still be <laughs> yeah, getting hot I, well and who can eat six donuts and not want to Puke, <laughs> I know. And they sound like those fancy donuts that are super, yeah. you know, rich. And I was like, ugh, it just made me sick reading about it. Yeah, because, like, I've had occasions where I ate, like, two. Two, and, and I'm I like, know. And I'm like, ugh, why did I do that? That was a bad decision. <laughs> it's like having a hangover after yeah. an all-night binge. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I her metabolism just never ceases to amaze me. They go on and on about how skinny and tight and firm she is, and it's like, but she eats hot dogs and she eats, you know, French fries and all. And I'm like, gosh, honey, I yeah, I, power I, to you, yeah. like, dang girl. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, she was, she was lovely. Yeah, yeah. I liked at the end when she finally like is like got pissed and it's just like, yeah, what the crap am I doing? I need yeah. to like stand up for myself and go do what I want to do. And yeah. then I liked her. But when she was just wallowing in her self-doubt and self yeah that that kind of got tiresome to me yeah 
she's she's fun. She's a bit. She is. And there's a lot of listener comments that touch on this. She's a little immature sometimes. I would say yes. Um, Especially since she's supposed to be 30 and she yeah. really act Because it's really like. But I mean, I still feel like I'm immature sometimes. <laughs> I'm 33. And I don't know. I don't know. But I would tell you if you were being immature. Yeah, you would. <laughs> um, Get yeah. over yourself. No, I, I, you know, there's sometimes when. Tess would be like, I'm like, yes, Tess, tell her, you know, because she's just telling her. And then there's sometimes when I'm like, Tess, you're just enabling her (laughs) problem here. Yeah. Um, But all that being said, she's still like a really fun heroine. She's fun. And I love how she wants to kill him all the time. And I love the name (laughs) she calls him. And I love how she just calls him on his crap most of the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really liked her, except when I didn't. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Very feisty, like you said, they've got really good banter, and um, yeah, all of that stuff. So, I mean, there are worse heroines to have spent a book with. Yeah, I, I no, thought. I liked it. Yeah. And I like the dual POV in this one a lot. I mean, I... And I, I like, I just like the visual of her um, swinging her club and then just like, gosh damn it, my shoulders were perfect! <laughs> and he's like, your shoulders were wrong! And she's like, I know! <laughs> when she sees him for the first time yeah yeah um okay what did you think of palmer as our hero pretty much the exact same thing i loved him i loved everything about him i liked his snarkiness except when he was pissing me off and then i was just like gosh dang it palmer um and then he pulls it together in the end Mm -hmm. so at the end i love them both but in the middle there i was i just wanted to throttle them both and just knock their heads together the golfer look is not one that necessarily is like a motor rever for me. No, but I was into this. Likewise, <laughs> I was, that's where I was going. Um, it's not like an, an a look that because I'm not pick, when they're describing him, even though he's muscular and six pack and da da da. I'm not picturing like bodybuilder muscular. I'm picturing just kind of like grown into himself a little bit yeah, more than like yeah, he previously. Like Tiger Woods kind of yeah, yeah when, but, when he wasn't a dick. <laughs> Serial cheater and all that stuff. No, but that kind of look, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of sinewy, yeah, muscular. and like fills out his pants nicely. Yeah, nice butt, <laughs> which was touched Gotta on a few thank times. Thank you for a butt like that. <laughs> um, here's my quibble with uh, Palmer, though. Um, I having had a gosh, I hope my ex-boyfriend doesn't listen to this podcast, but having had a text relationship with someone, I had a really hard time believing that any man would send texts that long. That long? Any of them? The one Bodhi (laughs) sent her, I was like, this must have taken him, like, you know, 15 minutes to type out. (laughs) Like, false. Men do not send texts that long. (laughs) Women do, yes, but... (laughs) Oh, gosh. I would get so annoyed because... I would I would send texts and I would just get haha as a response and I'm like how the hell am I supposed to respond to that how that is a conversation killer <laughs> if or, there's any men listening just know that that's okay and I'm like gosh screw you <laughs> um Whatever. anyway yes pa- yes <laughs> that's my quibble <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> but it's so minor um okay now, I think this is a pretty big component of the book. So what did you think of the side characters and just the town and setting of Sweet 
of Summer Sweet Island. I like the town. I I liked the setting. Yeah. I like the town. It, Doesn't it? Don't you just like want to go hang out and yeah. just drive around on golf carts? I, and, yes. Yeah. I want to drive around in golf carts. <laughs> yeah. And um, I love the side characters. I loved her sister. I loved Tess. Tess I loved um, Bodie. Yeah. Her I mom. Loved Bodie. I loved her mom. Murphy. Murphy. Uh, yeah. Even the lady, the grab ass lady, who was <laughs> Agnes or yeah. whatever her name was. I can't remember. Yeah. But um, no, all the quirky little characters in a small town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. It's a great, I mean, we're reading it in the dead of winter, but it's a great summer yeah. book, if, you know, where you just want to go and be a good beach read. Yes, definitely. Definitely a good beach read. Um, yeah, I, I loved all of them. I think the side characters got some of my biggest LOLs yeah. throughout the book. Well, I love the whole Tess and Bodie dynamic. Dynamic, yes. Yeah. They were funny. Bodie gets the best lines. I love when, <laughs> when, uh, I can't even remember what happens, but Palmer says like, F me. And he's like, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff like that. And I just love Tess's, like, desire to watch shit burn. Like, she just, she's always just, like, ready with a lighter. Wants to burn stuff. Um, and uh, I love Bodhi reading uh, romance novels and, like, not doing his job. Yeah. And hating golf. And <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because I'm... Palmer holding out his club and he's like, you know, how come he's not talking about golf? Because I'm finishing a good part of the book. <laughs> Uh, I'm reading, I just started Bodhi's book, and you get some backstory on Bodhi, which I kind of surmised might be Bodhi's backstory, but it's still kind of fun to see what what his deal is exactly. Um, I also really wish I had friends that, well, I don't drink, but to do Sip and Bitch. Well, that's what I'm here for, Ellen. (laughs) Same mom. We crochet and bitch. We do. We do crochet and bitch. Actually, we have. Is that similar? Yeah. We, Maybe that's, not as much true. I don't know. After listening to her description of her drinking the vodka in the slushies, which I guess is a thing because even back when I was in high school, people would do that. But um, uh, I don't. I don't want to do that. That sounded yeah. horrible. I just. I. There's just something about the way she describes this island that I just really want to, like, go hang out there and have, like, this little ice cream place that everybody hangs out at and all that yeah, stuff. And run just, by your mother. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you run an ice cream? That would, actually, that would be really dangerous <laughs> for me. Be bad. I have enough of an ice cream yeah, problem as That it is. would be really bad. Um, okay, let's talk about communication because I was a little shocked at how... Um, divisive the comments on this book were because I loved this book like I said um but I reckon most of the comments touch on the communication problems Which and I reckon sucks yeah and I recognize that it's not great um so and the thing and this may be this is maybe a point I should have made when we were talking about Bertie is um the thing that drove me crazy mostly about her is that he is literally saying you know I I want more from you. I mean, not maybe in that many words, but yeah. he's like, I can't wait to get you when you're not drunk so I can do things with you. Or I can't wait till, you know. I mean, it's pretty obvious that he's saying that because he wants more more from more her. her. Yeah. And she just is like, I don't know. I just don't know if he likes me. I don't know. And it's like, girlfriend, are you completely blind and oblivious? I don't understand where yeah. that is coming from at all. I mean... And I do have a hard time believing that they had this, like, 15-year 
friendship where they were both into each other the entire time and nothing happened. Well, like, they're supposed to be such good, close friends. And I can get, like, being close with someone, but you would be able to talk to someone like that that you're that close to. Yeah. And it it just seems... I don't know. It's kind of in, but like maybe it's kind of with the like when Harry met Sally thing. Like men and women can never be friends, whether or not you believe I'm that glad or not. I'm not friends with your dad. <laughs> or maybe it's a good thing I married him. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of I'm trying things. to decide. <laughs> it's a philosophical quandary. <laughs> um, but like I said, I. I think I'm willing to let it slide, at least to a certain degree, because Tara Sevic is obviously aware that their communication is dog shit. Well, especially since everyone around them is saying, just talk about it. Yeah. Pull your heads out of your asses. You know, it's just, you know, at some point. And throughout, like, like, every time they are doing something that's stupid, somebody calls them on it and is like, you are being stupid. But I also get knowing what needs to be said, but not saying it. Well, or thinking that you're dancing around it enough that they should be able to read what you're yes. saying. And <laughs> it not going through into someone's... It's, it's, yes. She thinks that he should pick up on it, but his insecurities are keeping him from picking up on it. And then vice versa. And vice versa. And, um, and I totally get that. Yeah. But I don't I have, like it. I don't like it either. <laughs> and I've done it. I don't. I also don't like it. Um, but I get it. Like, yeah. and I get that it's something that we do, especially in men but and I women think dynamics. That that's where more of the immaturity comes because I think at a certain age you just need to say, "Look, I'm 30. I'm going to grab this because I want it." And, yeah. You know, I'm going to tell him how I feel, and if he doesn't like it, then I'm just going to move on and. In fairness, they do that. It takes a it long takes time. It takes a little while. <laughs> yeah. It takes a little while, but, you know, they both do get to the point in both of their things where it's like, screw this. Like, I'm going to tell her that I've been in love with her for 15 years. And he and does say he loves her for, before she does. Yeah. And she says, screw this. I'm going to go to freaking San Francisco. And, and are you going to ask about the conflict? Yes, I am, mother. Okay. Because I got a thing um, to say about that, too. Do we have anything else we need to say about communication? That it sucked in this book. Did we mention that? It did suck. But but do you know what I mean? Do you get... Yeah. And you know what? I don't think they ever would have gotten together if it weren't for Bodhi. Bodhi's the one that kind of saved the day almost every time. Either him finding something out and telling Palmer yeah. or him knowing something and telling... Yeah, like, thank goodness, like, Bodhi was aware of what happened with the, uh, like, stalking Yeah, the thing. stalking thing. Otherwise, Palmer would have never known yeah. what she was talking about. And um, I still am not clear, was it his dad who wanted him to unfriend her and everything on Facebook? I'm not- I think his, yeah, it's like his dad who told him that she was becoming a distraction to his career. And and then when that whole stalking thing, it just like was very serendipitous timing. And so his dad told him to unfriend her on Facebook and change his phone number? Yes, that's the vibe I got. It seems like something that they should have made more clear in the story. Yeah, possibly. And the other... I mean, I understand the stalker comment and where that came from, but I'm not sure I understand. And this why. isn't related necessarily to um, communication necessarily, but there are some comments that touch on this as well. It 
there is a lot of um, dwelling in this book. There's a lot of, like, let's just say on this second reread, there was a lot that I skimmed. Okay. As I got into them having these communication problems and thinking a lot about them and doing a lot of overthinking a lot about them like over and over and over again overthinking and i will say that i skimmed a lot of that this time around because i had read it and we were and you didn't have a lot of time no we were on a tight deadline let's just say it's sunday night when we're recording this um per usual yes uh (laughs) like we're usually so much sooner than this but this is so unusual (laughs) yeah Okay, let's talk about the conflict, which is kind of in connection with the communication problems. Let me say, I'm very torn on this conflict. Here's why. Well, you know what's going to bother me. Well, I'll tell you. You go ahead. I know what's going to bother you. But it is, okay, isn't it slightly weird to ask someone to come watch you play a sport? Like, if I was dating a guy who played soccer all the time, and he's like you should come watch me play soccer. I mean, that's not that weird, but like, I think it's more normal for the person to be like- I'd like to see you go play. I'd be like, hey, you do this. I'd love to Plus see you play Plus the fact that sometime. she's essentially his publicist, essentially, yeah. it, it wouldn't be unusual for her to say, you know what, I should be there to kind of- So I get her like wanting him to ask her to come. I get that. But I, I think with this specific thing, it wouldn't have been weird for her to be like, hey, I'd like to come watch you play. Yeah. play for, Pay for my plane ticket. Here's what I thought, too. Okay. It's two effing days. I mean, really? You really think he's going to completely change into a different person in two days? Mm-hmm. That just seems like a weird thing, especially if you're going to get involved with someone who really plays, you know, professional sports for a living. I thought it was completely unfair of her to ask him to stay. To stay. I thought so, too. Yeah. Even not knowing his financial situation, which yeah. is like a huge deal. Um, she had to know he's trying to get his his life back in order and get his you know career back on track. And she was supporting him in that and then wanted him to stay. Like, all of a sudden, as literally seconds before he's getting on the ferry to leave. And it's like, ugh. yeah, that seemed horrible to me. Yeah. But the other thing I kept thinking was, it's two days. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) He can come home in two days and you can, you know, discuss all these things that you're frantically upset about. But she was honestly worried that he was going to meet someone while he was gone for two days. And I don't think it was that. I think it was just that it was like the sign of things to come. And it was like, okay, it's two days this time, but... Then he's going to leave and be gone for months and then... Okay, well, let him go to the two-day thing. And then when he gets back from the two-day thing, say, I I, I didn't like that. We need to figure out something different. Yeah. Well, and... It just seemed like not... But I think... Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) Um, But do you understand what I'm saying? But it was cute for her to go out there. It is cute. And it's a cute scene like when she shows up and she's like, "Geez, I wouldn't have come if I'd known you were going to be playing this if you were sucking so hard." Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing was funny. Um but it's 2 days, so it's going to be quick turnaround. He's going to be quote-unquote working the whole time. I think it's a weird thing to in 
to invite someone to do. Right. I mean... Come and stand outside and watch me play golf literally all day long. Literally the most boring sport to watch. (laughs) They even say that in the book. (laughs) He fell asleep watching the Masters. Everyone falls asleep watching the Masters. That was funny, though. Uh, (laughs) But um, I don't know. So, like, I kind of was on his side, but also, like, I wish that someone had said that. Like, you know... It's a weird thing to, like, ask you to come watch me play, I don't know, just because I think it's kind of weird, but... Well, that whole thing about, oh, she didn't ask to come with me, and oh, he didn't ask me to go with me. It's like, well, what if you just talk to each other? Yeah. I I totally, I totally get all of that. I totally do. Um, It's like I said, I just enjoy everything else in the book that I was willing to be like, eh, whatever. Yeah, well, that's pretty much the way I was, too, because I really did find it a lot of fun, and they did annoy me, but I think that that was kind of the point of the story, was them kind of overcoming some of these insecurities that they had so they could finally make their, muck their way through to a relationship. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed reading it so much. It was just written in a fun way, so. Yeah. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that this one. <laughs> um, a little light choking going on. <laughs> that was a new read for me. Um, but when I read it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This book is pretty hot. <laughs> I forgot about that. We only explain that and then the office sex. And really, those are the only two scenes that we. Yeah, I don't hate either of those scenes. <laughs> She's going to throw that out there. <laughs> she couldn't even find her underwear, Ellen. That's just not practical. <laughs> Mom. Um, it was the heat of the moment. Whole song for you. Um, yeah. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on golf courses, but if I did, I don't think I'd ever look at a maintenance shed the same way. Um, oh, that's the maintenance shed, is it? <laughs> I've had some crazy things going on there. That's a nutty place to have a shed. My one experience of reading a book about golf would tell me. Uh, that place. Some crazy shenanigans. Um, yeah. Uh, I also like that he like feels really bad about their first time being in this dirty maintenance shed. And she's like. Do Whatever. not apologize. <laughs> She's like, I was into it, but <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was pretty hot. Well, it's not going to be my sweetest moment. I hope I'm not ruining your sweetest moment. But that whole scene where they're out in the rain yelling at each other and you had real no- notebook vibes, which I've never seen the movie Notebook, but I've seen that. You haven't? No, but I've seen that scene. Like I've seen parts of it enough to know that it would bug me. But I've seen that scene many times. For people that like romance as much as we do, there are certain, like... I've seen the end of it. Like, I've come in in the middle of it on HBO or whatever. Yeah, there are certain romance movies that just don't work for me and Mom if they're, like, too schlocky. Um, The Notebook is one of them. And it's got Ryan Gosling in it. Yeah, so you'd think it would be a slam dunk. Yeah. But (laughs) But it's young Ryan Gosling. Not hot, crazy, stupid love Ryan Gosling. That's, like, three years after that. Whatever. (laughs) He's pretty hot in that one. Yeah, he's really hot in that one. Because he's got, like, the swagger in that one. And he's got the bod. Yes. Yes, he do. Um, okay, anything else to say about the sex scenes in this book? Um, they were a bit 
crazy. Yeah. They pretty were. bonkers. Yeah, they were. Um, the second book has some pretty... Oh. There's... Ren. Well, the second book is about baseball. And, oh, here you go. Um, let's just say that um, the dugout got dug <laughs> out. <laughs> Tessa Bailey have a book where there was a dugout scene? Yeah, maybe I'm getting them mixed up in my head. No, I'm not. I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> well, it seems like and, a logical place. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, okay, what was your Sunniest moment in this one? And this is going to say a lot about me as a person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is my Sunniest moment. But I loved how when she was working and she would, for, he was always bringing her food and he'd always pick out her favorite food and, and make sure that she was eating. And I was like, I appreciate a boy, a man. <laughs> who does that? Who, who is aware of what you love and brings it to you without you even asking. Here's one, of, here's one of my favorite scenes related to that is when he's like kind of sweetened her up with some donuts like when they're first when he's first trying to like <laughs> reconcile and then Bodhi comes in and he's like oh yeah I left her with Tess he's like How so long? I just spent all morning buttering her up with the, with donuts and now you've left her with the person who like hates me more than anything well, how long has she been with Tess <laughs> no you've ruined everything <laughs> I just thought that was funny um I have but a cup six donuts Really, I can't get over the six, six donuts. donuts. That is a lot of freaking donuts. That made like, me want to I, even like in the span of a day, I can't. No, 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 no one can eat six donuts. Mm-mm. Um, okay, I have a couple. First of all, the sex scenes are spoony. Let's just put that out there. Um, and I did like the yelling at each other in the rain scene. Yeah, I thought that was. Um, I thought their first birdie hug. Unquote, yeah, that was, was cute. Cute. yeah, that was cute. Just because it had been like kind of talked up quite and a him bit. Him kissing her on the sidewalk, walking down the street. That was my other one. Oh. That was their first date where <clears throat> they just walk around. He's like, we're, I'm just taking you to all the places where I've like wanted to kiss you in the where past. We've, and done, like we've walked down this street a million times, but I never got to do this and I never got to do this. Yeah, I just, I liked all that. I thought it was cute. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, um, but when we come back, we will be hearing from you on what you thought of Kiss My Butt, so stay with us. Hi, Noyomos. Ellen here with another recommendation for you. I'm so giving. I know from reading all of your comments that there are a lot of us looking for light, fun rom-coms right now, so that's what I'm bringing you today. It's called Fairy Godmother's Inc. by Serana DeWild. I mean, just that title alone, right? It's a little rom-com with a little paranormal, which I think sounds like just the kind of magical escapism that we need right now. Take a listen to this description and tell me if you don't swoon a little. Ever After is a town that runs on magic, and that magic is fueled by love. So when three fairy godmothers in charge of Ever After's magic supply realize the town's power has started to wane, they conspire to transform Ever After into a premier wedding destination in hopes of attracting a major infusion of love to the town. If love is the source of all the magic in the universe and the town of Ever After, Missouri is the epicenter of enchantment, then the locals are in dire need of a reboot at least according to resident fairy godmothers Petunia, Jonquil, and Blue Bonnet. Their solution? Blow a bit of fairy dust in the direction of those in need of romance. What could possibly go wrong? Lucky Fujuki's 
first name is a cosmic joke. Her luck is so bad, even the number seven steers clear of her. But when her adorable godmothers ask for a favor, Lucky can't say no, even if she can already feel the bad juju waiting to strike. And her mission is even worse than she imagined, to promote Ever After as a wedding destination by faking a marriage to her first love and longtime ex, Ransom Payne. He of the embarrassing incident that neither of them were, will ever live down. Ransom Payne has spent years building an impressive new reputation for himself, and now his godmothers want him to pretend to wed the one girl he'd like most to forget. Sure, weddings and ever after could be a huge boon for his chocolate business, but risking more up-close and personal time with Lucky? Considering the stakes, it's a curse he'll have to bear at the risk of being humiliated or perhaps bewitched. Now, I know that as soon as I said the words faking a marriage that some of you were rushing to your favorite booksellers' sites. So, when you read it, let us know what you think and let us know if it's just the kind of magic that you need right now. Um, so, with that, happy reading, guys! Welcome back. So, we have discussed how we felt about Kiss My Putt. Now, let's hear from some of you on what you thought. Karen said, normally I'm not a fan of second chance stories or drama that comes from seemingly avoidable miscommunications. Seriously, the characters acted like there were massive secrets here and there just were not. But despite the presence of both those things, I liked this book. Not anything groundbreaking, but a fun, quick read and I enjoyed it enough to read the sequel. Likewise, Karen. <laughs> Um, Emma says, I read this book back in the fall after RBG passed away because I needed something happy and fun and light. This book was all those things and steamy and just an all around good read. However, I really struggled to stay in it with the golf stuff. My family and I golf. I grew up going to a country club every day over the summer. This book did not realistically represent golfing or a pro golfer, and I was so excited to read a book about one. I admit this is really nitpicky and my privilege is showing, and overall I still liked it, but no golf tournament for a professional golfer is one day. They're all... Four plus practice rounds. Oh, gosh, kill me. <laughs> and the attire would not fly at a prestigious club. Short, short skirts, shorts, and collarless shirts. Nope. Oh, Emma. Good to know. <laughs> the thing with me and golf is they could have said that, you know, at the fifth hole, it's customary to play the hokey pokey. And I would have been like, huh, okay. I did not know that. Well, here we go. There's a golf fact I didn't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's my knowledge of golf. Um no, but I, I get, you know, coming. Well, it's like when I try to watch my husband, who's a pilot, whenever we try to watch a movie that oh, has airplanes gosh. in it, it's like, don't even say it, just shush now. We don't want to hear how wrong all the airplane stuff is. We already know that you're going to take That's issue. not even a picture of the same plane that took Or, off. you know, like when we watch <laughs> teacher movies or... Yes, or... Te whatever. Oh, when teachers walk out of the classroom and just leave their kids in there alone, it's like, what are... Th it would be Lord of the Flies in my classroom <laughs> if I walked out and left my kids there alone. It's also not legal, but anyway. You know, whatever. Um, Catherine says, I thought it was cute, but I like the second book better. I like how fast she writes and how many books she has out. Makes it easier to gulp them all down. That's true. Like, she had this one out, and then, like, a couple months later, the second book was out. It was... Respect. Yeah, so... Um, 
Jess says, I may be in the minority here, but this book was just so-so for me. I read it a couple of months ago and did not think it was all that funny or compelling. I strongly disliked that the underlying premise slash tension between Birdie and Palmer was due to a lack of communication between people who had been friends for years, over a decade. I mean, just talk to each other already. I thought they came off as really insecure and immature for people who were 30-ish. So sadly, this book didn't work for me, but I would be interested in reading more in this series as long as a lack of communication is not the core theme slash problem. Um, from well, my recollections of the second one, that's still a problem in the second and one. And I was going to say, from my recollections of just reading romance in general, it's a problem <laughs> in most all of them. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's very true. And some more than others, which some we can... Than. And this definitely. one was very much all the communication. But um, I will agree, though, that if they were supposed to have been, like, best friends, like, yeah. inseparable as kids, you know, and then this is the thing that destroys... I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal to... Yeah, yeah just talk to each other and, and work it out and say, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. And she was dating a dude. I, and listen, I also do not disagree. It's just that I think other components push it up I would above yes. the so-so and range that's, for me. Yeah, like we said. Yeah. Um, Raquel says, I liked this book. I think the miscommunication slash lack of communication was annoying, but this is a turnoff for me in general in the romance genre. Makes me want to slap the main characters. Yep. I liked how the secondary characters provide pr perspective and some good old common sense to Birdie and Palmer. Speaking of, although not my type, I liked Bodie's character and found him really funny that, that he's, and I found it really funny that he's a romance reader. Yes. I thought they talked about him being smelly all the time. That cracked me up. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you don't really, you don't usually hear that about a romance hero. <laughs> yeah. Tess was too cuckoo for my taste at times, all that arson, but I get where the author is going with both quirky characters and I might read their book. I wouldn't say this was a funny read, although it did have a couple moments. The steam, however, was quite on point. Okay, fingers emoji. Uh, overall, to me, the book was just okay and nice enough for a lazy weekend. Yeah. It's quick read, too, if nothing else. I mean, I thought... Except it, when I read it. Yeah, except for when... Jeez Louise, <laughs> mom reads so slow. <laughs> Which makes it all more loving that I do this with you every week. <laughs> um, Jessica says, I liked this book. I think I need my own version of The Sippin' Bitch, right? I think, like, let's just start a Zoom thing where we just have yes, Sippin' Bitch. Yes, I love here. that. Yeah. Um, once Palmer pulled his head out of his ass, things moved along nicely. Yes. Well, they both needed to pull their head out. Yeah, they both had some ass head pulling needed to be done. Wow, that sounds painful. Um, <laughs> Jessica continues. The side characters added some interest to the story. Bodhi is so hilarious. And when I saw there was a book for him and Tess, I immediately kept reading the rest of the series. Uh, his antics make so much more sense now. Yes. I'm already getting that. I am laughing out loud at his book, but back to Kiss My Putt. The lack of communication, like others have said, was annoying, but I do sort of understand it. That scene in the shed during the rainstorm was hot, though. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Overall, I give it four golf balls. Love it, Jessica. <laughs> I see what she did there. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a pretty freaking hot scene. Like. Yes. Okay. Almost, almost verging on non-mom friendly, but, um. Who knows what that is anymore? Yeah. <laughs> Just anything that bugs me, I guess. <laughs> I mean, pegging. <laughs> um, Cassie says, I'm sure I'll be in the minority, but I DNF'd this book around the 50% mark. I didn't think it was funny and the miscommunication annoyed me. Fair enough. Well, and the problem with that is, because it was kind of annoying me there in the middle, but then by the end I was like, 
Okay, these two kids. These two knuckleheads. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I was glad I finished because I enjoyed this But I get it. If it's not working for you, it's not working for you. You know, I've had books like that, Well, and that I think too. that people's personal things that happen in their lives personally sometimes make things, different things, well, harder. Humor is subjective, and it applies to different people different ways. I'm always funny. You don't think I'm always funny? Singular male listener Jason says, I really liked the book. I did get I annoyed you. with neither. Uh, I did get annoyed with neither one of them having the balls to say, hey, this is how I feel. Yep. I mean, if you are that miserable not saying anything, can it be any worse saying something? Jason, true words. That's what I was saying. Never it's like, said. just say, you know, hey, yeah. I, I don't need this in my life and, anymore. So this like is how I, said, I feel. In fairness, they both do eventually get there. Just takes 15 years apparently um jason continues but in general i think romance writers give us males way too much credit with the amount of angst and second guessing going on in our minds i really yes jason thank you for saying that because i think that all the time um i really did like the secondary characters um jason this is why it's great to have you because you you uh verify what i already think because and don't want to be offensive and sane Oh, I say it anyway. Or, I already yeah. said it. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think my experiences, they don't think about this shit nearly as much as we do. Okay. <laughs> um, Lori says, the setup with this stupidly unnecessary rift between Birdie and Palmer, along with their obvious but unrequited love, did not give me much hope for anything other than frustration. I rarely enjoy a read that has two characters so unwilling to put their hearts on the line. 15 years is a long time to wait, and in this case, completely avoidable. But in ter- it turns out the banter and fun were a great payoff in exchange for the annoying usage of the lack of communication slash unwillingness to communicate premise. Uh, the fun setting, ride-or-die friends, and a true abiding love made this book worthwhile in the end. And for what it's worth, as much as I like this book, I actually enjoyed the other two books in the series even more. Well, and if you think about it, they're they're both 30, and they haven't talked to each other for two years. Mm-hmm. And they've known each other for 15 years. So that means that from the age of 15 to the age of 28, they were best friends yeah. by their own admission. They yeah. were best friends. And a 28-year-old that doesn't say something, I don't know, that just seems like that's old enough to say. 28-year-olds are so stupid. I don't know. They are so stupid. No, I said they're still stupid. (laughs) But no, I mean, it just seems silly to neither one of them to have said something. I mean, I get it when you're 15, and I get it when you're, I can even accept it when you're 19 and 20. But 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. I mean, for heaven's sake, if you're you that in love. That's impressive. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if, if you're that in love with someone, at least drop a hint. Like her hint was, this guy asked me out. Should I go out with him? Okay, but see, now this is, this is me and my, like, that's, I feel like that was pretty freaking good. <laughs> To just be like, should I not do this? Give me one good reason why I should not do this. And he didn't. But that's classic romance. That's a classic romance move. <laughs> classic romance. <laughs> classic um, romance. But I, I felt like that was... But see, this is me where I think I'm being... 
Um, well, obtuse, and, men, and, I'm not. and men not reading. Yeah, Jason, weigh in here for this, <laughs> please. And... I have a feeling men just need things spelled out for them. Like Stupid men. Yes, yes. Apparently I'm going through a bitter phase right now. <laughs> Go listen to Lizzo. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you listen to Lizzo. Shed this hostility. <laughs> um, Lori also, every time I, I feel like every time I read one of Lori's comments, I'm like, Lori, you just like completely agree. You like totally get me, girl. So I just need to let Lori know that because I feel like every too, t- too bad she's not a dude because you might have found your soulmate. <sighs> Lori, what could have been? <laughs> um, no, but I, I totally agree like with everything that Lori said. She just said it better than I did. Um, That's not surprising. Not hard. <laughs> But you can take that to the bank, Lori. You said it better than I did. Um, okay. One of our Sarahs said, I haven't managed to finish yet, but this one is just okay. Maybe I'm not in the right mood for it. I have the audiobook and the narrators are good, but I found myself increasing the speed a couple of times, hoping it would get more interesting further along. I often found my mind wandering while listening. I haven't found the banter that entertaining either. I didn't really buy the communication cutoff slash misunderstanding. Their friendship was presented as if they were never too shy to call each other on their bullshit, and yet Bertie just let him block her and believe the stalker email. That's a good point. It just feels like the entire story is mostly the MC's inner thoughts about how super horny they are for each other. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And they did nothing about it. I was bored. And when they finally start dry humping in the maintenance shed, Birdie thinks to herself, I think we're finally on the same page. Girl, seriously? So far, I'm more interested in finding out more about the quirky side characters like Bodie than these two dummies. I don't like to DNF, so I'll probably finish, but not sure how present I'll be while listening. This is another one of those books where I thought, this poor guy has been walking around for days with a heart on. I think there's a comment about that, too. <laughs> I mean, we've read other books, and I think, honestly, seriously, this sounds like a medical condition. I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work, where you're just like, you know, at half mass or beyond for days on end. Yeah. Um, Sarah, all very fair. I can't. Yeah. I can't say anything against that because yeah it's all fair anything any complaint that you guys are having is fair (laughs) i'll just say that um natalie says i enjoyed this book but didn't love it it was fun and an easy read and surprisingly steamy but a couple issues just kept bugging me my main issue was that the conflict both of the major conflicts could have easily been solved with like a couple of sentences it was frustrating the second issue is that even though golf can be fun to play i have played before i have a hard time finding it a sexy sport mostly because my dad plays it lol (laughs) yeah girl that is mine i mean not anymore but he did yeah he did also, it was a bit ridiculous how many times Palmer mentioned he was hard. I mean, Birdie's <laughs> smile, her eating, her angry, her talking about golf. Does he just walk around all day semi-erect? <laughs> Weird, because I just made that okay. same comment. And I haven't read any of these comments before. <laughs> Listener comment sentence of the year, possibly Natalie. At one point, he even says he gets hard at the sound of a, go- a club hitting a ball. Sir, this is your profession. Get it together. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Well, well said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this poor guy, I don't know. It doesn't talk about him having a lot of other sex. Maybe he just doesn't have a lot of sex. And he's just... Hey, Bodie gave him a hard time because it, it had been a while. So. Well, yeah. And so... He's just hard up. Literally. Yeah. 
Um, Deanna, who I had for the book exchange this year, and I actually sent her a copy of this book and Widow of Rose House. So, you know, um, but she said, I love this. Good job sending me this one, Ellen. I LOL'd while reading and loved the friendships and I definitely want to participate in a sip and bitch. I also thought it was cute that their names were both golf related and I liked that the author included a glossary of golf terms. Um, however, I will admit the characters deems, did seem over the top at times in their actions and feelings. I felt like a big part of the conflict might have been avoided if Bodhi had bothered to tell Palmer what happened with his social media person blanking on her name, Callie or something, instead of being a stoner and forgetting about it. You forgot for two years? Dude, put the drugs down. <laughs> and to tag onto Natalie's comment about Palmer talking about how hard he is all the time, Bertie seemed to walk around wet the entire book. <laughs> Control yourselves. <laughs> I think I've made comments about that about other books, too, where it's like, these girls must have to walk around with a change of panties all the time. Well, she just lost hers, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just went panty. So she's wearing a skirt. I've made comments about this before. She's wearing a skirt, which they have said is super, super short. Yeah. And now she's walking around without underwear on. I hope she doesn't sit on a bar stool because. <laughs> yeah, well, and she's wet. So. <laughs> Always. <laughs> she's going to leave leave a mark. Um <laughs> Or Just dry that off. Oh, <laughs> 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 or I hope she doesn't like walk by any dogs or anything like that. Oh, and that's another comment I want to make. So no condom talk at all whatsoever in this book. Yeah, What's that true. about? That's true. That kind of bothers me a little bit. I know that that historically bothers you. Yes, because I want them uh, to be yeah, disease free. I think that's fair. And she was dating a douchebag. Just who was sleeping around on her? Yeah, just weeks before. Yeah. So, you know, we're just gonna assume everybody's yeah. healthy here. So, as Deanna says, control yourselves. Yeah, you guys are. They they do need to get their libidos in check. Um. Okay, Dana says, let's start by saying I'm not a fan of golf in any way, so my bar was pretty low going into this one, but I enjoyed that golf really wasn't the entire focus, yeah. My favorite parts were the supporting characters, who doesn't want a Bodie and Tess in their friend group. I also loved the sip and bitch, bitch sessions, I'm totally instituting that in my world, and the fact that Bertie loved to swear a lot, yeah. I get that too. The main romance was actually secondary to all that for me. I'm excited to read the Tess Bodie saga. Sure to be steamy and fun. I loved the island as well. Reminded me of some sleepy beach towns close to my home. Yeah, I just, there's something yeah. about the setting that like just really works for me. Like I, I just really liked it. Um, Aieda says, right at the beginning, I thought I was going to love this one. Small community and quirky characters, sign me up. However, I got bored in the middle when inner thoughts were redundant and communication was lacking. It could have been a great novella, but in the end, we just got another nice romance. And I think that's fair. Like I said, I ended up skimming a lot because I'm like, okay, I get, I get it. I get where we're going with this. <laughs> with this so they don't process. want to talk about anything. Yeah. Um, Patricia said, this one was just meh for me. After our last two books, which had really interesting heroes and heroines, Bertie and Palmer were very flat in comparison. It was hard to keep my interest in their story. Fair enough. Fair. I get it. Um, Shannon, uh, fine, Shannon's our last one. Uh, she says, what I liked about this story, the small town, the quirky side characters, awesome banter, and I love a major slow burn. Tess and Bodie are hilarious, and I like the grumpy grandfather type with Murphy. Bertie and Palmer's banter is great, and so is their sexy times. 
What I didn't like was the com- communication issues throughout the book. It, it seemed so childish, and I get them having issues back as teenagers, but as 30-year-old adults, I also found the book a bit hard to plow through in the middle. There was so much build-up, great build-up for them to finding each other about finding out about each other's feelings, but afterward it was really hard for me to continue to read as their communication didn't improve. And lastly, his relationship with his father was a big plot point, but was not really addressed. I really thought his father would show up at some point in time. Yeah. And, you know, they would have to deal with that situation. Yeah. Never happened. As did Shannon, because she says, I was expecting some sort of showdown, but it was hastily wrapped up when it could have added to Palmer's character growth. Um, there were just too many issues for me to really cheer for these two and their HEA, and though I'm very curious about the next book in the series, I'm hesitant to read it now because of the way this story was handled. Um, yeah, a little less inner thoughts, and then bringing the dad into the story, and having that be how she finds out about all the horrible things. There's, I thought that's what was going to happen, is we were going to find out more about why he unfriended her and, and changed his phone and everything. I thought dad was going to show up and all these things were going to be revealed, and none of that happened. Yeah, and I get that. That I think that that could have added some more plot, especially in those parts where it was kind of starting to drag with the inner thoughts. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to say. Like I, I, I get everything that everybody's saying. I just um, everything else worked more for me, I guess, and was able to kind of counterbalance some of what I what would normally bug me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and like I said, in the end, when she finally is like, yeah, what am I doing? Why am I sitting here moping when I usually I'm more fierce than this? And then she became fierce and then it was enjoyable. Yeah. But yeah. you knew they were going to get there eventually. I know. They always do. They always do. It's a romance book. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Kiss My Pup by Tara Sevek. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. If you want to read along with us and if you would like to... Uh, so if you, oh my gosh, you guys. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. I got there. On January 25th, uh, we will be chatting about Riley Thorne and the Dead Guy Next Door by Lucy Score, um, which rhymes and that's fun. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. I'm excited to reread that book. Me too. I loved it. So we hope you guys too, too. All right. I hate to build it up too much, though, and have me disappointed. We hated it. It was was okay. It was fine. Whatever. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.